0: welcome to Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling the young MacGyver pilot.
1: This episode was never. I don't think it ever aired. <laughs> it never um, aired. Um, I. We watched it on. I watched it off of YouTube. Um, yeah. So there's, I don't there's know. There's
0: two decent feeds. One is on Daily Motion and one is on YouTube.
1: Yeah, I don't know how they got there. Yeah. Because they look. The one on YouTube looks like it was recorded off VHS. So, someone must have recorded it. But also, 2003. It seems. Well, I guess VHS was still. In
0: 2003.
1: Yeah. But.
0: Uh. Um, it was directed by Stephen Herrick, who uh, has directed one episode of the Rush Hour reboot that just got canceled. Um, he directed <laughs> three episodes of the Sorry. Hawaii Five-O reboot. <laughs> okay. Um, he also directed a lot of movies that I like. Um, one that I like that you don't like uh, is Man of the House, <laughs> JTT Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, Life or something like it. Oh, okay. Uh, he directed Rockstar, which is basically the music remake of Boogie Nights. Uh-huh. Um, with the same star, which is weird that they just made the exact same movie over again, but made it about rock music instead of porn with Mark Wahlberg Yeah, again. yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, he directed the live-action 101 Dalmatians.
1: Okay. Um, Those are some good ones. Mr.
0: Holland's Opus. All right. The Three Musketeers.
1: Uh, the The Disney one, I imagine.
0: Yeah, with Oliver Platt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mighty Ducks. Don't tell Mom the babysitter's dead. There you go. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure.
1: What?
0: And he also directed and wrote Critters, the first one.
1: Well, well, there you go. That's that's an award-winning combination. It's a pretty solid uh, lineup uh, yeah. that leads somehow
0: to this episode of this television show um this episode was written by Samuel Baum this is his first writing credit which did mm-hmm. not surprise me but it did surprise me to read that he created the show Lie to Me
1: Yeah Lie to Me that was a good show Yeah I never and, actually
0: uh, saw it but I know it um, was good
1: I mean it was it was like like house in the in the sense that it was like a one trick pony guy with a guy with a borderline social uh issue like you know he I want to say it's not Asperger's or autism or anything like that he just does not get along well with other people unless you really know him Right uh, but, uh, but 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 uh, Roth uh, Tim Roth Tim Roth I uh, couldn't think of his name uh, he was great um, and uh, you know it's just your procedural like he he can tell when people are lying and you go from go go with it you know uh, so yeah, yeah. It, it was just fun in that and then his relationships with people it was a good show so I liked it yeah
0: um, we start this. We don't actually get like a uh, theme song replacement. I think they were nervous about trying to replace the theme song, so they just kind of yeah. did uh, a vo a title sequence with the word MacGyver sort of floating by as uh, the voice of Jared Padalecki, who will be our mm. young MacGyver, uh, describes his kind of origin story.
1: Yeah, which um,
0: is yeah sorry.
1: Well, so my first question is, did MacGyver have siblings? Uh, I don't know if
0: he had siblings. There's a couple ways that he could have a nephew, technically. Um, Firstly, he could have married someone with the same last name as him. Uh. Ah. He could also have married someone who had a sibling who married someone with the same last name as him. So, like, if his sister-in-law married a different MacGyver... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...and they had a kid, that kid's last name would be MacGyver... (coughs) These are all stretches, though. It was yeah, made yeah. very clear over the course of the original series that he was an only child. But then he didn't know he had a son for 20-some years, so maybe he doesn't know he has a brother from an it, earlier marriage it, or something.
1: Well, and you know, it's kind of crazy because uh, if you think about it, they could have played it off that uh, Richard Dean Anderson was his grandfather.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because uh, – uh, Dalton James, Right. Right. Uh, Dalton James, he he was supposed to be in his twenties.
0: Yeah, and this so, was ten years after that, or eleven years after that.
1: Yeah. Uh, so if he had maybe fathered a kid, in his, in like his eighteen year old days. Yeah. Like they 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 could have they could have stretched it the timeline. They have compressed or stretched it out in, in such a way that he could have been, the grandson of MacGyver, which would have been crazy, but it would have made more sense than a, a fictional uh, sibling or crazy yeah. marriage situation that may yeah. or may not have occurred. Um, it's your yeah. James Bond Jr. situation, really. Yeah, and is he what it is. basically
0: – he starts out the episode by saying, uh, I'm Clay MacGyver. I am the nephew of the MacGyver that you know, and I just joined up with the Phoenix Foundation – which is an international justice group, he calls it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and basically, uh, on his uncle's recommendation, he was given a trial run, and he passed, and he just started working for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we move into our story, where we're at probably a McDonald's or a McDonald's yeah, I,
1: some, some, some kind of some kind of fast food restaurant where we see uh, Jared Padalecki and his friend, who is unnamed, uh, yeah. played by Alan... Aloiza?
0: yeah, that's how I would say it. Um, <laughs> um, Who's probably best known from uh, having played Colin
1: McRae in 15 episodes of The Gilmore Girls. Um, oddly enough, uh, Padalecki was also yeah. on Gilmore Girls. So uh,
0: Jared Jared has a few credits I, I neglected to mention here. He he started more than one reboot as uh, Clay that was not. Uh, very much appreciated. Mm-hmm. The the other one was the Friday the Thirteenth reboot, where he played Clay Miller. <laughs>
1: he's, um. he's, he looks like a clay though. He does. You know? Yeah. You know. It's a the name fits definitely. Um. Also, should also bring up because I I my friend Breno would be horribly upset if I didn't bring up Sam Supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of episodes of that show
0: exist. Two hundred and forty-two episodes of Supernatural.
1: Yeah. So uh, she would be very upset if I didn't bring it up. So there it is, Sam Winchester. Uh, yeah. In his early and then days. And was
0: – in Gilmore Girls, he was Dean Forrester. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: and his friend uh, Alan Loiza here played Colin McCray on Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Um, and the two of them are just sort of saying numbers back and forth in ascending mm-hmm. order. Um, and it becomes clear that they're daring each other to eat a certain amount of something.
1: Yeah. It, it's It's basically a dollar amount – which is confusing at first. Yeah, I think it works much like the, um, uh, the uh, Leonard Malton game where you, you, you can keep one-upping the number, but then you have to commit to it if you do it. Yeah. So, like, you know, he, he's saying 21, and then, you know, Clay says 22, and he says 23. And then so Clay says, all right, 24, uh, and then that's when his friend calls him out. All right, 24. That's the number. You got to do it. Yeah. So he had to buy $24 worth of food. But it becomes food food confusing
0: because he also happens to order 24 Chicken McNuggets, mm-hmm. which makes it seem like that was just the number of nuggets that they were talking about. But you're right. right it is just the dollar amount because yeah. he says he wants four six-piece. And she says, well, you want a 24-piece? It's it's cheaper. And he says, no, I want four six-piece because he <laughs> wants to use as much money on as few nuggets as possible.
1: I'm just wanting the three nugget
0: deal. <laughs> I'm just wanting a four nugget thing. I'm trying to <laughs> watch my calorie intake.
1: Uh, during their Put order, two of them <laughs> <laughs> take two. six and twelve, During their order, uh, I guess we're supposed to hear an explosion go off in the background. I didn't hear it, but yeah, I guess it's, we're, we're it's pretty light. Um, but we're supposed to have heard it. Um, and the employee behind the counter says that it's probably avalanche control. Uh, we have not yet established that we are in the mountains yet. Uh, so it's kind of like, oh, well that doesn't make it avalanche control. Where the heck are they?
0: But Uh, I mean, everyone here is in cold weather gear at least. Yeah. And then the friend after she says, oh, it's probably avalanche control. The friend says, oh my God, we're going to die. Which kind of implies like, okay, these guys are about to go skiing then.
1: Mm hmm. Uh, and uh, so they get their order, and Clay MacGyver has to eat all this food, which he does. Uh, he
0: does handily in a way that our our familiar MacGyver would never do. Yeah, like he makes yeah. a very ugly face when he finishes eating it, mm-hmm. and he's very proud
1: of what he did, even though it was very stupid. Um, the music that's been playing so far is, is way, and, and even the filming style of this is way more reminiscent of the 90s. Than, yes. than the early 2000s. Yeah, I put I mean, that
0: note, actually, that this feels like late 90s like iPod commercial fair, not really yeah. 2003 music.
1: Because it's like, uh, you know, things that came out in 2003, like Return of the King, uh, you know, Matrix Reloaded, Pirates of the Caribbean, Big Fish. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, X2. Like, th- there, are, there are big feature films that are out that are very modern and this seems so stuck in the past
0: yeah definitely uh
1: and it was just it was it 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 stood out it 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 really i think
0: television always feels a few years behind movies
1: though actually yeah but lost had definitely started by this time right i don't know i thought that started well maybe maybe 2003 i thought it was Uh, 2004 next year yeah couldn't remember i was so, yeah, I, got, so he, I got i got i myself got into lost late I, I i didn't get into it until the second season i had to rewatch the whole first season anyway that's my other story when we do our lost podcast <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll touch
0: yeah. on it a little bit here too um, uh go ahead but yeah so uh they finish up their food and uh they as they're heading outside through the parking lot they notice this CG smoke coming up over the distance from some trees and, mm-hmm. and uh, Clay kind of realizes this is not uh, this is not a avalanche situation. This is an explosion, like an unplanned explosion. Yeah. And so they head straight for it and we kind of cut to um, the police and fire department already dealing with the situation, communicating with each other and Clay mm-hmm. kind of wanders into the middle of them to figure out what the plan is.
1: Yeah, there we get. I think we might get it, or maybe we get it later. That there are two um, giant uh, crevices that have opened up. Yeah. But it's all ice, yeah. which is weird. Like it's it's like it's almost like a glacier that that yeah. was split open. I, I, I It took me a while to kind of figure out what what exactly was happening, um, but the explosion uh, ruptured the ice in such a way that it created two big trenches. One. Uh, On the far side of the other trench, though, is someone is trapped inside the ice. And the police and the fire crews can't move in because they would have to traverse the first trench safely in order to get to the second one, and it's just too risky because everything's too unstable.
0: Right. And the the police are already making the point that there was a group of three geologists, two of whom were killed in the explosion, but the last surviving person is trapped in this crevice beyond the first crack.
1: Yeah. They describe it as a natural gas pocket that exploded. Yeah. Uh MacGyver sees uh some of the blast pattern on the ground and he sees some debris that was kicked up from it and he takes a sample of some of the rocks. Uh puts yeah. it in his pocket for examination later. Yeah. Uh we hear like the man calling for help and the police saying that they have to wait for air rescue in order to get him, but uh MacGyver thinks that there won't be enough time. Right. Like he'll he'll die before <clears throat> they can get to him. So he goes and grabs some He's of the He's gonna get gear. hypothermia. Yeah. Which I as long as you had the gear on yeah i mean that you should be okay if you ski if,
0: for more than 20 minutes you will die it turns yeah.
1: out yeah uh, but he
0: keeps bugging this this cop until the police officer says saint peter on a pogo stick
1: you don't leave me alone <laughs> it's the greatest line yeah saint peter on a pogo stick uh yeah but
0: his delivery is much better than mine
1: yeah uh so MacGyver grabs some of their gear. He grabs uh, their uh, portable, uh, I'm assuming it's a mini propane stove, uh, some tent poles. Yeah, it's and, like a camp stove. Yeah. Yeah. And an air mattress.
0: And over um, over him collecting all this gear, we're getting his friends, like, bad ADR of, like, labeling the ingredients as he picks them up in case the viewer yeah. didn't see what they were.
1: Uh, which is, thankfully, something that never really happened on the original MacGyver show all that much. Yeah. Unless, yeah. unless someone was really, really, really confused by what MacGyver was doing. Well, uh, pilots
0: are always like a too many cooks in the kitchen situation, so yeah. I'm not surprised that this kind of got added in post.
1: Yeah, but see, I liked, but in the MacGyver pilot, which we you know we have to compare to the original MacGyver pilot, you know MacGyver even makes the point you know of his bag. It's not, not for what I take with me. It's what I find along the way. Uh, but granted, he is alone most of his time until he meets up with uh, Spencer. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, his his way of collecting things, like when he takes the cigarettes from the not-Pete character. Yeah. And he's like, oh, sure, take the whole pack. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I did like the line when his friend says, what are you going to do? And he's like, I'm going to try and get him to say that thing about the pogo stick again. Yeah. <laughs> But I actually really liked the MacGyverism of using every piece of the, the stove. Because when he first starts to use, like, he he, basically puts everything in a backpack. The cop realizes what he's doing and says, you better stop. I'm going to arrest you. But MacGyver says, or he says, you know, this is against protocol. And Clay says, "Uh, yeah, I hate that word. So, yeah. bye. And then he just runs off towards the avalanche. And uh, uh, he triggers a second avalanche by... Lighting the propane tank and throwing right. it up into the loose snow ahead of the crevice.
1: you yeah, See, and, and at first I was like, "Well, why'd you bring the whole stove if that's all you were gonna need?" That was, was my exact like, thought. Yeah. yeah. But, but then luckily, he, br- he actually yeah.
0: uses every single piece of it in, not in like a terribly ridiculous way, which yeah. which I actually thought like, "Okay, well, someone put some thought into this at least."
1: Because this is really like the really only the MacGy- only MacGyverism that we really get. Yeah. Uh, in this whole episode. Because the rest of the stuff is just him using a Swiss Army knife and isn't isn't really putting anything together.
0: Yeah, the only other one I can think of is the quarter on the tire that felt like a MacGyverism. Oh, yeah,
1: that was actually a pretty good one. We'll get that one, though.
0: Yeah, but Great. aside from that, um, yeah, this is kind of the only real MacGyverism. So he, he uses the propane tank to trigger an avalanche that fills the first crack that they couldn't get past. Right. But it's it's weird to me. So the it seems like if the police and fire department can't get past the first crack, yeah. that they are opposite the mountain. Like they right. should be – the first crack should be not on the side that the avalanche would fall into.
1: Because cause they would be caught in the path of the avalanche.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so it seems like if he, if he got a bunch of snow to fall into the first crack, that it would have had to go over the second crack. Right. Like, back? I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. But uh, an avalanche would fall into the crack that is closer to the mountain, not the one that's further from the mountain. And if the guy's in the crack that's further from the mountain, then he should be closer to the fire crew. <laughs> but um, for you're, some you're reason— You're making a
1: lot of sense, Pat, but yeah. you're not making any sense in terms of this universe.
0: Right. But for some reason, now the police realize, okay, well, now we can move in. We can, we can get all our equipment out there, which I still think is probably pretty unsafe. It's a bunch of loose snow in a crevice. Like. Yeah. But, uh, but MacGyver takes the rest of the cooking stove and sits on it like it's a toboggan and rides it down the hill, steering himself with the tent poles. Mm-hmm. And then when he gets up to the lip of the crevice, he looks over the edge and he sees the guy laying on like a little ice shelf. He tells yeah. him to calm down. And he puts the grills from the stove on each of his shoes so that he mm-hmm. has, like, a grip to walk – to rappel down the, wall, the ice wall with.
1: Yeah, and he uses the air mattress to uh, uh, spare his back from pushing up against the wall. Right. Uh, I think I think it's also to give him some extra length, but also, like, so, like, he wouldn't be, like, shoving his back against jagged rocks yeah, or yeah. ice. It, it's all ice. We. It's very important to note that this is all ice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so he he kind of makes his way down one one step at a time, with his like entire length of his body almost uh, across this crevice as he's making his way down. Um, he isn't really. I, I, at first, I was like, I don't really know what your plan is because you can't do this with him and make it back up. Um, yeah. But his first his first point of action is just to secure him so he doesn't fall. Yeah. Um, so he has him uh, tie a line to his. To his uh his own pack, from and so, uh, like it's like one of those like high you know tensile straps, and and uh, as but, soon as he
0: does the ice yeah. shelf that he's laying on breaks away, and he suddenly drops so that he's just hanging from MacGyver, who is yeah. now clenching his legs as tight as he can against the wall to keep both of them from falling into the crevice exactly, and then um, the fire department shows up.
1: Mm-hmm. So we cut to them. In safety, like being checked out, MacGyver takes a, a moment to examine some of the rocks that he found, and he's just he's just dripping water across it, and we're not really certain as to what he's doing or why. Um, the yeah. answer will be will come later, uh, but he seems very pleased with the results, or seems to acknowledge their results, and so he tells his friend that he needs to get back to the Phoenix Foundation immediately. Yeah, and he, and his friend's like, why? He's like. Well, because this wasn't an accident. This was a terrorist yeah. attack.
0: Right. Which, but his friend was just flirting with a girl who looks a lot like, like Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, most of the cast here doesn't actually get, like, credit. Um, right, right. But, yeah, unfortunately for us and the research I like to do for this show, there's the IMDb page only has seven credits for right. the episode. And uh, I really couldn't find a lot of information about this pilot. Mm Because, I I mean, it didn't get picked up, and this, like you said, this looks like it came from a VHS that, like, someone had from working on the movie, or the TV movie, as it's labeled in IMDb. But, yeah, I don't think it was really well known that this even happened, and so a lot of these names are just lost, like, basically all of the bad guys I don't have names for.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I don't, they don't don't have character names, and they don't have, like, acting credits for some of them.
0: Yeah, and uh, then some of the credits, it's like I don't know who the person is. Like, there's a Tracy and there's a Taylor, yeah. and it's like I don't uh-huh. know which one is which because well,
1: ta- Taylor is the the main the main tech girl that's with him. Okay, that's Taylor.
0: Well, it's funny because her last name is Sanchez, but then we'll meet a Sanchez in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Who is probably Tracy? I mean, I don't uh, really know. I think know. Tracy
1: may have been the girl he was talking to on the hill, the the friend. Well, he calls her oven? something
0: else, but she's credited oh. as if her name was Tracy. Okay. But, yeah, she's, this girl has invited them to stay at their cabin for the rest of right. their trip, and MacGyver's like, no, I can't do that. Gotta go to work. Yeah.
1: Now, MacGyver describes this as a terrorist attack, which is very presumptuous uh, for a couple of reasons, especially that this isn't a terrorist attack.
0: Yeah, all he knows right now is that um, an explosion... Destroyed, what he, what he is thinking is a diamond mine.
1: Yeah, um, but even even so, even when when the, we'll get into it, but even when this is revealed as to what it is, it's not a terrorist attack. It it's at best it's willful destruction of private property. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, definitely not an attack.
0: Well, you um, have to remember this is two thousand three, so any willful destruction of private property was a terrorist attack. That,
1: that's true. Um, so. We get this agonizing scene at the Phoenix Foundation. Right.
0: We have an establishing shot of this crazy building, and any crazy building, of course, is supposed to be Phoenix. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we move inside to see uh, Clay in an elevator with a couple people who obviously don't work at the Phoenix Foundation. Yeah.
1: A very, uh, very old woman. The first of them woman. is, like, a
0: 90-year-old yeah. woman. <laughs> yeah.
1: Sorry. Go who, ahead. Who, Oh, yeah. It's like she, she, she wouldn't be working there anymore. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's just she's incoherent at times. If if they were gonna get rid of Pete, like, for like any one of his minor issues, uh, this lady definitely yeah. wouldn't be working there. Um, and, but she, sh- her her deliveries are just like, are you young MacGyver?
0: Yeah, they're trying so hard to like hammer home the title of the show that yeah. I'm pretty sure this scene was added later.
1: Ugh. Uh, and like he, she goes on to say, "Oh, your uncle fixed my thing with a paper clip and a jelly bean." It's like, it's like, uh, right.
0: okay. First of all, a jelly bean makes no sense in yeah. fixing a, a hearing aid. Second of all, he clearly didn't do a fantastic job. I mean, <laughs> he's always been like the master of temp fixes, but yeah. you're still having problems um, that I should be addressing, but I'm not for some reason.
1: Yeah, um, and then and a then, second guy gets in the elevator. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, Oh, your your uncle's MacGyver? He's the reason I grew a mullet. I'm bald now though. Yeah. I thought that I mean, was I'm actually bald now, but I, I thought it was a kind of a funny line, but uh uh but yeah, he likes he's also now delivering like lines like you're like little MacGyver. MacGyverito Yeah. Uh and it's just like that means little MacGyver in Spanish. It's like Yeah. Yeah, thanks. I gotta go. Great. And uh, then he
0: gets off on his floor, which is, like, the ultra-secure floor. Right. He walks up to the New Phoenix Foundation logo, which is, like, a circle with a line through it.
1: Yeah, it's like... It's supposed
0: to be a P pointing in both directions, I guess.
1: Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's almost like the Deutsche Bank uh, logo. Yeah. Which, which is, like, a, a square with a line, of, uh, like, a backslash through it. Yeah. Um, before he gets in there, though, there are three portraits up on the wall. Right. Um, one is definitely MacGyver, obviously, Richard Dean Anderson, one looks like it might be Pete.
0: Yeah, according to the IMDb page, two of them are MacGyver and one of them is Pete. And the plan was to try and include them as cameos over the course of the show. Yeah. But I think Dan Elkhart passed away in 2004 or 2005. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what what physical uh, state Condition, he was in at yeah. the time if he was if he was even able to show up as a as a cameo.
1: And, and um, the third portrait um, is, is hard – again, it's hard to make out. It's a black guy in a military uniform, so I'm assuming it's the general that we're about to meet.
0: Right. That makes sense, yeah.
1: Um,
0: um, so, but he goes up and he puts his hand in the middle of this Phoenix Foundation logo, and we realize that it scans his palm.
1: Yeah. And that was kind of cool, actually. I, li- I like how it, the, 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 the print of his palm remained, and then it kind of like dissolved into it and did all this stuff. But then it asks for um, a vocal confirmation – Right. And he does a joke where he says, I'm young MacGyver. And it says, yeah, it says, what
0: is your vocal password? And he says, young MacGyver. And then it says, incorrect. And he's like, thank you.
1: Um, so now he enters like an ultra secret military style control room, which yeah. it, it seems like the Phoenix Foundation has shifted. It's, uh, it's it, like to almost like being a like, secret police versus yeah. uh, like research and like development.
0: Well, they called it an international justice group, which almost makes it sound like Spectre, like they're they're actually trying to get revenge.
1: Um, We're seeking justice. Yeah. Um, One of the devices in the control room is uh, a heavily used sci-fi prop. Um, I will simply describe it as uh, two glass tubes uh, laid horizontally that have... A sequence of red pulsing lights that go that just keep go, rotating around lengthwise. Yeah, um, it's it's been in the original Star Trek series. It's been in the new Star Trek you know, Next Generation. It was used in the last Starfighter. I mean, it's it's a device that makes it, it was in um it's uh it's really it's in um Airplane Two, <laughs> where Shatner's <was>, like <laughs> talking about it. It's like we have this device here. We as far as we can we can ascertain it has no purpose. <laughs> He's probably wanted to say that for so long, having yeah. it on sets and stuff in the past. Uh, so it's, it's funny that like it's just like this sci fi prop that just keeps getting passed around.
0: Yeah. Uh, but so we move in to uh, meet with the General, who yeah. never gets a name other than the General. Yeah. And Taylor, uh, who is played by uh, Keely Sanchez, I'm going to say.
1: I would say Keely or Kylie. Yeah. Uh, Kylie Sanchez, uh, the only real. Part that I remember for her is uh, she played Nikki on Lost, getting her other Lost right. reference in there. So, um, but the general now, is Nikki
0: not the one that you mentioned on the show as being so hated that they got her got rid of her very quickly. Yeah,
1: yeah. Nikki Nikki and Paolo are two characters who they introduced late in the series and tried to and pretend they were there the whole time. <laughs> exactly, and in fact, when they when they showed flashbacks, they tried to insert them into flashbacks. Of other things that happened on the island.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And uh, I can't remember the guy... uh, Is it Rodrigo Santiago? Who played Paolo. The guy who played... He played Xerxes in the 300. Uh,
0: Oh,
1: okay. But anyway. uh, But the general is played by Ron Canada. Because I love that name. Yeah. I I, I remember the name. And I couldn't remember what I had seen in him. uh, But I assume that I must know him from Boston legal. Cause he played a judge on that in like seven or eight episodes. Um, okay. But, uh, he also played a lot of different I think I mostly
0: recognize him. Yeah. I think I mostly recognize him as the undersecretary of state, uh, from 10 episodes of the West wing. Yeah. But I, I honestly think I probably also recognize him as the times square cop in home alone Two.
1: Yeah. I, that was my other note too. Cause he was the one who says like, you know, think like your son, where would he go? Yeah. You know, uh, the, uh, but yeah, I, I just love the name Ron Canada because yeah. it kind of—it almost sounds like a like a foil to uh, Ron Swanson on Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah. Like, because yeah. like Ron Swanson is so like America, like his his ultimate enemy would be someone who has his first name but his last name is Canada.
0: <laughs> well, did you did you ever see? Did you watch the whole series?
1: I never watched a single episode.
0: Oh, okay, because he does have. I want to say the other guy's name is also Ron Swanson, but he has like an enemy who's like the opposite of him. Oh, okay. But they picked an actor who you would think would be the exact same as him. So it's Sam Elliott playing this guy, but (laughs) he's like a frou-frou hippie and he eats like all organic stuff. It's really funny though. Awesome. Yeah. I need
1: to watch that show. Yeah. Like everything I've learned about Ron Swanson is from uh, the internet. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Just from memes. Um, Yeah. So that's uh, that's that rounds out what seems like it would be the central team of the show yeah. um, is the general and, and Taylor here. Um, the general basically admonishes him the second he gets there, that he's three minutes late for the meeting. Right. Um, probably because of all the people that got into the elevator with him.
1: My <laughs> not, not totally his fault. There should have been a private elevator. Yes. Uh, MacGyver uh, brings in a sample of the rock that he found. And he says that there were definitely traces of diamonds inside the rock. And uh, also, uh, under further analysis, Taylor reveals that there was a very particular type of plastic explosive that they were able to trace to be used by a terrorist group called the United Liberation Front.
0: Right, Um, which is pretty close to the Liberation Front, which was the enemy that we had in uh, Phoenix under siege.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Also, uh, very close to the Judean People's Front. Uh-huh. The People's Front of Judea. <laughs> yep. <coughs> uh, the question is, though, why would they blow up in, in, middle, in the middle of nowhere? Why would they set off an explosion where no one would get hurt and in a place where there could be diamonds? So that, yeah. That's part of the mystery that will unfold because we cut to West Africa where the man that MacGyver just rescued um, is calling New York City to inform him of the news of the i guess complete destruction of the diamond mine with those explosions yeah. I, I guess they, they can't yeah, mine anymore i don't know anymore?
0: it didn't even look like it was a mine yet yeah, it looked like it, it was just an area that was rich in diamonds that people had rights to which right. they could obviously still dig at
1: yeah <laughs> unless they just unless it was just like it's like minecraft where you just find diamonds in one area and then you have to yeah. completely abandon that area and go somewhere else
0: yeah, we blew up that area, so there's no, there's no more diamonds there.
1: Nope. And there's full of creepers, so you better not go there. Uh, yeah. The guy in New York City, again, we have to just describe these guys uh, because we don't have names for them. Yeah. Um, he basically needs to know where to meet them now because uh, their plans have been ruined with this direction of this mine. Yeah. And he's got a very complex code that he needs to decrypt. Yeah. And the man who was carrying the key to the code never showed up. So they just email it to him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, why didn't you just do that in the first place? Yeah, if why did we
0: bother sending a guy if we could have just sent you an easily uh, stealable uh,
1: email. cipher email? Uh, so back at the Phoenix Foundation, the general is giving MacGyver a speech about his cavalier attitude and jokes. Right. That he Then he goes on to list, like, all of MacGyver's very good qualities about. Yeah, he just he bully. just
0: goes on for like two and a half minutes naming attributes about this young MacGyver character, so that we don't have to see them in action. Yeah, we just get to understand them at face value. Okay, well everything he said is is uh, must be describing this character, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't really seem to have a point. Like he he goes through all these things and he's like, uh, um, and he says, yeah, uh, thank you. And he says yeah. these aren't compliments; these are just facts. Yeah. And then he's like, oh okay. Well anyway, back to our investigation.
1: Yeah. We're we're still busy. Um yeah. back back in West Africa, the uh again, the, the guy who was rescued is meeting with another man who he needs to get a piece of technology from and they're having like a very casual meeting. Um he wants to know where he's supposed to meet him and he gives him a matchbook with a set of coordinates. Yeah. Now I don't know – did you do any research on these coordinates? No, I didn't. I did. (laughs) (laughs) So the coordinates that they give them uh, appear to be in like – Are supposed to
0: lead to Sierra Leone, right?
1: Yeah. Um, But they – on the show, they messed up the concepts of east and west. Um, So they put on this that the coordinates were east, which is somewhere in Cameroon. Uh, And it's supposed to be west. The coordinates were perfectly – for Sierra Leone if it was west and not east. But yeah. every time they show it, they show that the, the uh, longitude is east. That's funny. Um, um, and so but
0: they, they, they have the, the radical that they intercepted from the United Liberation Front in custody. Correct. And he's not giving up any information to Phoenix Foundation as far as how to decrypt this glyph this that code, they collected yeah. Um, and after a lot of trying and failing, MacGyver says, "Well, why don't I see what I could do?"
1: Right. Um, so they let
0: him into the interrogation room.
1: Uh, one of the things that they they learned uh, before that is that the diamond uh, field that was blown up was owned by Kellington Diamond Corp. Um, and right. as a result of which I would have
0: guessed, if you asked me, who do you yeah. think owns this diamond field? I don't know. The world's largest diamond distributor. You are correct. <laughs>
1: That and with that diamond mine completely blown up, I mean, and there are no more diamonds there, that they would have to be forced to get diamonds from other sources, right? uh, Including the the current ULF, who needs which is
0: not totally unlike the Goldfinger plan of irradiating all the U.S. gold to make his gold more valuable.
1: Exactly, it's 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 pretty much that plan, but again, not a terrorist act. It's Mm -hmm. it's 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 illegal but it is not terrorism because
0: it's not for a political gain it's yeah, well, yeah, it's I mean, just a financial gain
1: yeah exactly um, the, uh, the man who MacGyver is about to interrogate is uh, played by Greg Thurlway
0: uh, yes. Uh, yes I think people probably best know Greg Thurlway from his appearance as Mark Carr in Xenon Girl of the 21st Century
1: <laughs> <laughs> Every time I find someone, I get super excited. (laughs) (laughs) So,
0: yeah, I thought he did a phenomenal job in Xenon, Krill of the 21st century.
1: Yeah. Um, He has no speaking lines in this part, in this episode. Right.
0: Yeah. But somehow he got a credit where major characters like this villain who MacGyver saved at the beginning didn't get a credit.
1: Yeah, didn't get a credit at all. Yeah. Yeah. MacGyver comes in strong with his interrogations, like yelling, "Who do you work for?" Thinking, uh, jokingly, thinking that that would work.
0: Yeah. Um, and then he turns to the the camera and essentially to Ron and Taylor and, and says, "Oh, I thought that would work." Anyway.
1: Um, he then kind of like, for some reason, gets the idea to shave this guy's head.
0: Yeah, that that kind of bothers me. That there's there's no like logical like Holmesian deduction. It's just kind of like yeah hey, I think I'm going to shave your head. Bring me an electric shaver. And then they actually, like, bring it in for him. Like, yeah. I feel like Ron candidate would have been like, uh, how about no, get out yeah. here, and then we're going to put you on your next mission, and why don't you leave this witness alone before we get sent, like, Geneva code violations.
1: Yeah. Or how about the guy try to resist? like? Yeah. Like. Since
0: he knows that the code is, is written on his head, he should yeah. be... Trying to prevent them from shaving his head,
1: yeah. Like but he, he just
0: sits there patiently.
1: Mm-hmm. Like he should have like done something like gone up and ruffled his hair. Yeah. Like, go. Oh, I really like. I really like here. I mean, it would have been weird, but something to, to lead us to this. Because yeah. Because we're not led here. We're just taken there. Yeah. Um,
0: and then here's the other weird thing. So he he goes and he shaves the guy's head, and he has. Not only an electric shaver, which isn't plugged into anything. It's just yeah. battery-powered, I guess. But he also has a mirror with him. Yeah. But he only has one mirror. And he says to the guy, hey, do you want to see the back? And then he mm-hmm. holds up the mirror, and then the camera pans down so that we can see the ciphers on the back of his head. But there's yeah. only one mirror in the room, so the guy can't see the back of his head. Nope. And MacGyver doesn't need the mirror to shave his head. Nope. So why does he have a mirror?
1: And and, and he never – he and he puts it in such a way that it wouldn't – like. I thought that it was going to be like a reveal on the camera in the mirror or something. But also, that razor, that electric shaver, would not have cut the hair so close.
0: No, I mean,
1: it's like he shaved.
0: Yeah, it would have been a buzz cut, but it looks like he bicked his whole head.
1: Yeah. Uh, So they were able to decipher the coordinates with the the key.
0: Yeah, and they cut off the
1: cameroon. Yep, off to Cameroon to the deserts of Cameroon. No, uh, <laughs> they head out to Sierra Leone, uh, and a uh, Canada, the, it's
0: like looks like we're going to Africa.
1: <laughs> uh, they a CG plane lands aboard an aircraft carrier. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's
1: just like I was like, was that CG? I think it was really bad CG. Um, yeah, didn't
0: they have stock footage of a plane landing on an aircraft carrier? They had stock footage of an aircraft carrier, but not of a plane landing on it?
1: Yeah. Oh, and this aircraft carrier, when they show the exterior shots of it, it's tied to some kind of something. Yeah. Because there are ropes leading off of it. It's tied to something. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's the USS Goodwin, which does not exist. Yeah. Uh, and – Maybe a so reference
0: to uh, Michael Goodwin
1: yeah, of the yeah, there DXS. You go. <coughs> Uh, I, I don't I don't feel that there was much investigation to the previous show for this pilot. Yeah.
0: I, no, think, I don't people think so either. We're
1: just operating under this concept that MacGyver well, puts things together.
0: The showrunner though, uh, I think it's it, it was one of the showrunners that was in charge of the the pilot. Oh yeah. Um, I don't think it was Stephen Downing. Stephen Downing took over. For the guy, I think it was the guy who was in charge of the first couple seasons that okay. actually put together the reboot.
1: Well, in any case, yeah. I I don't feel that they would hide any Easter eggs is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, no, I don't think so either. <laughs> Except that some of this seems like references to the initial pilot, which may be all they watched in preparation for writing this.
1: Yeah, um, which is a great pilot. I mean, I yeah. still say the MacGyver pilot was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so MacGyver, the general, and Taylor meet the captain and a petty officer, Chavez. Yeah. Uh, oh, Chavez, who,
0: not Sanchez. That's right. It's Chavez.
1: Yeah. Uh, who will be uh, accompanying them also on this mission. Uh, yeah. Because they all head to shore where Taylor and Chavez, uh, their job is to secure the beachhead and create a relay station, and MacGyver is to head inland to try to find something. I, they, yeah. They don't know where they're going. It's a big... It's not a... Huge country, but it y- you got to know where you're going. Uh, yeah, because the uh, latitude and longitude they received only had minutes; it didn't have seconds. So yeah, he, so this covers
0: got, a wide area.
1: Yeah, uh, but luckily he immediately finds a small camp of uh, of a diamond mine.
0: And this feels like the opening gambit to the original MacGyver pilot, I
1: mean. <clears throat> uh, kind of. Um, I was. It, it almost. It almost reminds me of. Uh, uh, more like Golden Triangle, where like okay. you get like, a bunch, you know, which is the second episode. I mean, but it, it, you got a bunch. That's true because we have
0: workers that are that are held yeah. captive.
1: Yeah, um, and he's being he's sneaking in, and they suspect him that he, he's a spy. Um, but anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves here a little bit. But um, as soon as he arrives, he sees the guy, the bad guy, the villain of this episode, who is the again the person he rescued from the ice, and he immediately recognizes right. him uh, as yeah. such such man. Um, there's a, a song that is being played. It's like a techno, uh, song. And I know I've heard it in another movie and there's another show and I could not for the life of me remember what it was. I tried so yeah. hard. I, th- I, th- I pondered it for a long time. Um, but, uh, I, I couldn't think of it, but I know I've heard it before They're and they use it like a couple of times for this whole like second half of the show. Yeah. Uh, Uh, He spots one of the workers trying to smuggle out a diamond through his shoe. Yeah. In the real
0: world, this would be a bunch of children. This wouldn't be, like, full-grown people.
1: Um, But it's weird. Like, he sees MacGyver, and I guess, like, the the unspoken arrangement between these two guys are, I don't write on you, you don't write on me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, At first, I thought that this guy was an inside man. Like, they had, had an agent uh, okay. working, and, like, he was smuggling out a diamond for a sample, because, like, yeah. you know, these, these would be blood diamonds. I mean, so you, you can chemically trace diamonds to their point of origin. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that, that this was all part of a plan, like he was part of his group. Yeah. Uh, but I guess, no, he's just some random guy. Um, and uh, so this is where MacGyver sneaks into the tarp that has a missile on the back of a truck. Right. that's um, well, why it
0: reminded me of the original pilot.
1: Yeah, um, w- which we'll find out is actually not a missile, but sure it looks like a missile from yeah. our, our standpoint. Um,
0: I mean, I guess the technical distinction would be a torpedo. Yeah. <laughs> but it uh, fires from above water first.
1: Yeah, it's a, a surface-to-water missile.
0: <laughs> um, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, uh, in World War II, you know, obviously, like planes dropped torpedoes. Well, they still right. drop torpedoes from planes all the time. But uh, so yeah. it, it's just weird to like to launch one from the ground into the water rather than have an airdrop.
0: Yeah. Uh, they just so, didn't have a plane, I don't think.
1: Yeah. Just dump, Just just put it in the water. Yeah. Like, why does it have to be? Just launched? walk it
0: down like it's a beached whale.
1: <laughs> be free. <laughs> um. This is where MacGyver does uh that MacGyverism you mentioned earlier with the uh, quarter.
0: Yeah, he basically jams a quarter into the tire.
1: Right. He, he welds it to a nail or some kind of screw that he could uh, firmly attach to the tire. And then and we don't uh, know why yet. Correct, yeah. We don't know why he's doing that. Meanwhile, the man from New York arrives to exchange the diamonds for a huge thing of money.
0: Yeah, and it's cash.
1: Yeah. Local currency, it appears to be. Yeah. Um, and he also informs... For some reason, he informs the bad guys that this shipment will technically be coming from Australia as if that was any of their business or if if they cared.
0: Yeah, well, it's this whole conversation makes no sense because the guy comes in. He gives them a briefcase full of millions of dollars and he takes all the diamonds and he says, this will be our last transaction. In our books, it's going to look like all these diamonds came from Australia, Mm -hmm. um, but you need to clean this whole operation up and you guys need to not exist very soon. And then they're like, all right, we'll disappear without a trace. And it's like, um, they have no reason not to kill you right now. Yeah. You have all their diamonds. You're not going to do business with them anymore. And you, they, they all have your cash money. is here.
1: I I thought for and, sure. And
0: you guys can't even, yeah, you guys can't even admit that you bought the stuff from us because, like you just said, it's all supposed to be coming from Australia. So you have no recourse.
1: But he lets them go. I guess Honor Among Thieves.
0: Yeah. Not I just thought it was going to be like the ob- obsessed, like, oh, yeah, your payment's in the car situation.
1: Yeah. And and there's going to be another one of these situations later. Yeah. Uh, the poor worker who was trying to smuggle the diamond out in his shoe gets caught somehow. Um, yeah. And uh, I guess maybe he went for another one probably. Or he, he
0: keeps limping.
1: Yeah. Ow. Ow. Uh, so uh, he's about to get his hand chopped off for his troubles. Right. Which won't make him an effective worker. You should have chopped off a leg. Since he was just sitting at a table all day anyway, will that make it um, much better? Yeah, I mean, it, it, if Who if knows? he can still, he needs to be able to do his job. Yeah. And so if you if you just immobilize him where he's going to be standing all day anyway, uh, you really haven't you haven't lost productivity. It's all about productivity, yeah. Pat. Yeah. <laughs> when when I then, need to inspire the workers, I chop off a useless limb.
0: Right, or just a finger or something.
1: Yeah. They one of the, one of the
0: lesser fingers.
1: <laughs> the pinky toe of the fingers. What's that right. called? The, the pinky. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, uh,
0: but MacGyver wants to prevent the de-handing and yeah. basically dumps what looks like a rubber barrel over yeah. the guy. Like, it's supposed to be like a metal barrel, like a trash can, but it flops around really weird when he wraps <laughs> it over the guy.
1: Yeah, with well a guy, because it goes over him and then he rolls away in it. And you can just see that the whole barrel is buckling. Yeah, like as he like the-
0: leans over a table, it just like folds in half while he <laughs> leans over. And it's like, okay, this is like rubber. I don't understand yeah. what he just put over the top of the guy. But it looks like it's a, like a metal can.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, MacGyver tries to help the uh, young worker up. And the young worker just kind of looks, ba- looks behind MacGyver. And as MacGyver turns his head, He's knocked out with the butt of a gun. Yeah, he,
0: he gets a rifle butt in the face, and they both wake up in a cave chained yeah. to these like support wooden beams. supports that are like holding the mine shaft open.
1: Um, and uh, they put a bomb in the middle of the room. Right. Uh, the villain gives his monologue about he's about to kill hundreds of uh, innocent lives. He hasn't said where yet, or wh- or, or really even why. Um, yeah. He just says that he's going to and uh, he breaks MacGyver's radio, which causes the, uh, the ship to lose communication with him. And yeah. at this – so the general is now recalling everyone. He, he recalls Taylor, but she refuses. So the captain of the ship orders Chavez to return to the ship, which she cannot disobey right. that order.
0: Right. But apparently uh, Taylor's a civilian. Yeah. Uh, which is just like – so they're, they're keeping with the fact that it's a civilian think tank, but they're working in conjunction with the American military, and they can, right. like, go on missions and command people around.
1: Um, or that the general is not – he may have the rank of general, but maybe no longer serves in the military.
0: But he could still give people commands as a general?
1: Well, if, if, you're, if you're still – if you're in charge of an organi- – I think when you, if you're a retired general – um and you walk onto a military base, I think everyone has to afford you the the same courtesies as if you are. what about
0: like honorary military titles?
1: um that's a great like area. Richard
0: Dean Anderson has honorary titles from having worked like in the military on various shows
1: yeah uh, i can't I can't give you any information on that yeah, interesting uh, but it is confusing <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh Mac tries to uh, uh, figure a way out, and the young worker who he's tied up with, who he assumed is West African and is, but he speaks English with he's a like, southern accent. He's like, "Oh man, Texan
0: partner, accent. we're gonna get, we're in so much trouble." <laughs> he's like, "Wait, I, you speak English with a southern accent?" And his uh, explanation is ridiculous.
1: <laughs> yeah, he he was a safari tour tour guide with a man from Texas. Yeah. Like a professor
0: Uh, from Texas, which I hope we would eventually meet that character too.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I guess that's where he learned his English. Yeah. Um, so he, he, MacGyver finds a, a diamond rich rock, I'm assuming, and starts cutting through his bindings. Um, and basically Taylor arrives in time to, to help him anyway. Yeah. Uh,
0: and she's like, oh, always good to help a damsel in distress as, as yeah. she's, like, finishing uh, turning off the detonator. But there's a remote detonator also, so there's, like, a time detonator and a remote detonator. And he was yeah. waiting for them to escape before he set off the remote detonator.
1: Yeah, I guess he was waiting to see just in case. Well, if he does, if the bomb doesn't go off in two more seconds, I'll assume he escaped and I'll just blow them up anyway. Yeah. Uh, how about you just blow them up once you're clear and not worry about yeah. it?
0: As soon as you're out of the mouth of the cave, set it off so that you know yeah. that they're dead.
1: Uh, and and so he sets off the explosions, blows up the camp, and and then drives off with the you know the the missile uh, right. and the trucks leaving the area. Um, MacGyver and Taylor kind of climb out of the rubble, and the thief is revealed to his name is Jobo. Uh, is it
0: Jobo or Jomo?
1: Oh, I put Jobo, but it could yeah, have been I, Jomo. I can't
0: tell either way, but yeah, we the have no idea quality. who this actor is because he's not credited.
1: Yeah, and the audio quality f- sometimes would would go in and out. Yeah. Um, the bad guys meet with their foreign associate, who is going to give them the uh, jammer device to put in their missile, which will make it undetectable right. and un- untargetable. Untargeted. No, take out no. the id. I, I keep Just wanting untargetable. to add another untargetable. There you go. <laughs> I did it. You did it. <laughs> Good job, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, another,
0: another transaction that should have ended in a person getting murdered doesn't.
1: Yeah, because yeah, they hand over, they have the money, and I'm assuming that this is the same case of money that they just got. Yeah. Like, they needed the money to pay. It's like robbing Peter, Peter to pay Paul. Um, yeah, how
0: much funnier would it have been, though, if they were like, all right, here's all the money for your diamonds. Thanks. Bang. They kill that yeah. guy. Then they're like, "All right, here's all the money so that we can have this thing." Bang. Thank you. <laughs> now we have like make these guys seem as bad as possible. They're yeah. just killing everyone they deal with because they're supposed to pack up their camp and disappear overnight and be a different group of, you know, revolutionaries the next day. So, why why wouldn't they just be killing everybody?
1: No reason. There's no reason that they wouldn't.
0: They don't have to worry about doing future business with these people or anyone.
1: Uh MacGyver and his team find the tire tracks that are going off in different directions. Yeah. <clears throat> and this is where the quarter comes in because MacGyver, MacGyver yeah. even says, like, they're all, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I dropped a quarter somewhere around here. I'm looking for it.
0: Yeah. Which some is a funny lines, line. It, yeah. Some it, of
1: the lines are good. Um,
0: yeah. It feels like a, a Richard Dean Anderson line.
1: Um, and he finds the impression of the quarter in the, amidst the tire track, so he yeah, knows lucky, which tracks. Yeah. Lucky for him,
0: the missile is, is bringing up the rear in yeah. this uh, convoy because otherwise the tracks would be erased by the second car
1: oh well he, they also go off in different directions so he, mm-hmm. I mean, you'd, you'd have to check each set of tracks um, yeah but uh, so uh, the bad guys reached their launch site and we're for the first time we're seeing what their target is because they're aiming the missile at the USS Goodwin which is offshore
0: right which is that what he meant when he said he was going to kill a bunch of Americans yeah He's talking about blowing up the Goodwin that's only there because they intercepted the Cypher? Yeah. So So do they lure them out there?
1: Yeah, it's... Like, do they
0: intentionally give them this Liberation Front guy so that they would... I don't know. It just seems like the only reason that ship is there is because they were so sloppy and because they figured out that they were in Sierra Leone.
1: Uh, Unless the Goodwin is, like always on patrol in that area and they were just going to wait for it to come by and it just happens to be there it, yeah. it all worked out a little too perfectly yeah um, uh, so they're they're aiming the missile at the good one and they basically know that they MacGyver and his team know they have to one warn the ship and two try to disarm the missile
0: so he tells Taylor to warn the ship yeah and then he decides he's going to try and get down there and stop the missile and he tells yeah. Jobo to just disappear I don't know yeah Jobo's go gone. away
1: Go away, Jobo. You yep. got a diamond in your shoe. Get Go out home. of here. Go home. Uh, MacGyver sneaks up to a jeep, and I mean, in, in an odd series of events, he lures one of the guards to the door of the jeep. So he leans down to pick something up, and then kicks the door and knocks him out. Yeah. Which frightens the other guard into just completely opening fire on the jeep.
0: Yeah. And draws um, the attention of everyone at the camp, but nobody comes to help.
1: Yep, no one comes. Uh, it's it's a lot like the uh, trail to Doomsday, where alarms, emergency alarms are blurring, and there's hundreds of guards. But and for no, no reason.
0: Doing- yeah. <laughs> What's uh, the point of
1: this alarm if no one's coming? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a car alarm. No one responds. To yeah. Them. That's why my car alarm is a is a is a high pitched scream of pain. Ah! Ah! Help me! <laughs> um,
0: Mine is just a voice that says, free iPhones.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's an ice cream truck.
0: Yeah, I just want people to come out.
1: (laughs) In retrospect, the ice cream truck alarm was terrible because here I am in a flaming car dying and all these kids are running towards me. (laughs) Sorry, kids. Catching on fire. (laughs) You're going to have some traumatic memories later. (laughs) Uh, So MacGyver knocks out the other guard, we don't see how. He just does. Yeah, um, and he
0: drops in like – well, the, the, isn't the second guard the one that gets like – the pipe knocks him out or the two no, knocks No, that's,
1: that's a little bit later. Oh, okay. Yeah, this other guard gets knocked out. We don't see how. Um, but because the Jeep got so shot up, it, it punctured some kind of brake or hydraulic line. And MacGyver yeah. intended to use the Jeep as a counterweight so he could rappel down the cliff. Right. But the jeep rolls away, and he tries to stop it? Yeah, like, which
0: is ridiculous. Wait, He's just tearing gl- his hands up.
1: Yeah, and it's just like, dude, you know you can't lift a jeep with your... So, whatever. Yeah. Um, he deserved he deserved all the pain that he got it, got from it. Yeah,
0: all the layers of skin he removed.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, so then MacGyver decides to use the two knocked out guys as his counterweights. Yeah. Which, I think one would have been enough. Because yeah. he's, he's not a huge guy, and both these guards are pretty big.
0: So, yeah, he, uh, he starts rappelling down this wall, and he's got basically the ropes tied to two of the unconscious guard's feet. Right. And uh, as he's sort of pulling them towards the edge, they're regaining consciousness and freaking mm-hmm. out because they see that they're sliding towards the edge. Yeah. But they don't really do anything to stop it,
1: yeah, to, like, I grab they, onto
0: things and slow themselves down.
1: Or shuffle their feet or something. Like between the two
0: of them, they should have been able to easily pull MacGyver back the whole way up. Exactly. But they don't do that.
1: And that would have been a more interesting thing. Like MacGyver's almost to the ground, but they start pulling him up, yeah. And so he's forced to like to drop or to start swinging left and right. And he right kind so of that, is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he he drops down the last couple of feet because he I think he senses they're getting they're getting closer to the edge.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So uh, he makes it down and starts making his way to the rocket. Taylor manages to call to the ship and warn them about an incoming missile, and they send out two attack helicopters to... to just
0: blow up the missile.
1: Yeah, just in case. Uh, Because you
0: failed to mention that MacGyver was already at the missile. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, she'll try to mention it later, but it'll be too late.
0: Yeah, and Ron Canados just, like, stone-faced, like, yeah, too bad.
1: Yep, that's part of the job. So MacGyver He's he's,
0: he's not like Pete, where he, like, tries to buy MacGyver more time, because he's... Like in kill zone, when they're yeah, like, "All yeah. right, we got to nuke the whole area," he's just like, "What? You can't give him some time to get out of there."
1: Uh, MacGyver uh, opens up the bomb casing and starts trying to manually change the missile trajectories, um, and much to the upsetting of the villain, who keeps trying to change them back on his computer, yeah. he's like, "What's happening?" Um, this is when his the the villain's main bodyguard comes in and starts a fight with MacGyver, and he, some, MacGyver somehow wrestles a machete away from him, but then the guy just pulls out his gun. So MacGyver yeah. cuts cuts the hose to some kind of coolant feed to the missile. Which yeah, and the hose
0: whips around and smacks him in the face.
1: Yeah. This is like, all right. But the missile gets launched anyway, and yeah. it immediately flies off and goes into the water and starts heading towards the ship.
0: Yeah, and the uh, helicopters lose sight of it immediately, but they're yeah. still able to give regular updates on how long it's going to be before it hits the ship, even though they have they have no idea where it is or how fast it's moving.
1: Yep, and they can't lock onto it because of the jamming device. Right. Uh, MacGyver heads to the uh, the shack that has the bad guy in it, and when the bad guy comes out, sees MacGyver and throws, I guess, the battery to the computer away? He throws something away. It's not the computer I, itself.
0: I thought it was the computer, or no, like whatever ma- he was using to adjust things.
1: Yeah, it's some kind of control panel. But the computer itself is still inside the shack.
0: Maybe it's like a transmitter.
1: Yeah. You know, you know what, he, that, w- what he, that would make more sense.
0: Because he ends up like repurposing this guy's headset. But yeah, he right. throws this thing out of the water and he says, "Hey, there's nothing you can do to bring that or to redirect the missile now." And he says, "That's right." But there is something you can do. And then he punches yeah. him in the face. And then we get uh, one of those handshakes, like, ah, oh, like.
1: Yeah, we got the guy. Typical
0: MacGyver the- handshake.
1: The, the one-punch knockout.
0: Yeah, and then, like, ow, I hurt my hand, face.
1: Um, yeah, he so he connects the radio to the transmitter and starts slowly trying to adjust the trajectory, but the bad guy wakes up again. Right. Uh, and they get into a fight inside the shack, which causes the shelving units to fall on top of both of them. The one knocking out the bad guy, but the other one...
0: Pinning MacGyver so that he can't reach the headset to adjust right. the coordinates anymore.
1: Um, so, but luckily the guy's feet, the bad guy's feet are near a MacGyver. So he just grabs his shoe and just starts smacking the radio. Yeah, and every
0: time he hits it he changes the digit of the yeah. of the coordinates one.
1: And Presumably uh, so,
0: this missile is headed straight for Cameroon.
1: Yeah. Um, also, uh, I guess the missile was set up to blow up after a certain amount of distance. Yeah. Because It explodes he, anyway, even though yeah, it never
0: made contact with anything.
1: Exactly. It, it, it turns away and just explodes. Away Unless, like,
0: it hit a shark and we didn't see. <laughs> you just,
1: just, just see, like, all these teeth start raining down and <laughs> fins. Ah, shark fin
0: soup. My favorite.
1: <laughs> Delicious. Everyone gets necklaces. Everyone gets teeth necklaces. <laughs> Dang, the shark had a lot of teeth. Well, you know, they constantly regrow them. Is that true? It's true. Oh, interesting. Because um, they break off, that's why shark, shark teeth are so common. Is like, they're they're one of the most common fossils that we find because they break off so often. Huh. sharks. Sharks have rows and rows of teeth. They just constantly migrate forward, and that's when new ones breaks. The new the new ones roll roll into place. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's a little thing about sharks. They're incredibly efficient, millions of years old predators.
0: Thank you they for pre- subscribing to Shark
1: Facts. <laughs> shark facts. Um, Great Whiteson actually breached the water completely. Yep. <laughs> uh,
0: unsubscribe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Are you sure you want to unsubscribe from our list? No. Which I'm of the not. following reasons did you want to unsubscribe for?
0: Oh uh, no, I'm. I'm I want to stay. I'm staying. Uh,
1: so MacGyver looks out the window at the uh, exploded missile and the safe aircraft carrier, and then delivers a line like a psychotic maniac. Yep. What a beautiful day! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and that's what?
0: that's the end of the episode.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know why we were left with that moment of.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Uh, and they uh, didn't bother with an act five roundup.
1: No, no, or or end credits, at least in the terms of this uh, version that we watched. Yeah, the it just,
0: this VHS rip that we see, there's like, you see just a second of some kind of corrupted text that looks like it says something about Alaska. Yeah. But that's all I can read on it. I don't know if that's like the next thing that was on the tape before they stopped capturing or what.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, And and that's where we leave it. Yeah. Um, You know.
0: It's not the worst episode of MacGyver.
1: (laughs) Well, it's bad. It's it's bad. It's bad. But I don't feel that. I feel it was just like a lot of little bad choices that it, it could have been tweaked into a good episode.
0: Yeah, I think it was a little scatterbrained. But I think that's just part of being a pilot and having people do too many drafts.
1: Yeah, I I think the Phoenix Foundation was too advanced, like
0: yeah,
1: even shows that that were on at the time didn't have procedural shows didn't have like such advanced control rooms. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it 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 was too too high. It's too expensive. Like the Phoenix Foundation had a lot of equipment and a lot of people working for them, but it all seemed to fit within the budget. Of what you would expect.
0: Yeah, it looked like the the offices of the people that were watching the show.
1: Yeah, um, this this feels like way too high tech, way too yeah, it like. It looks like the, the control
0: room from Rogue One.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it, I didn't believe it to be the Phoenix Foundation, and I certainly don't like the direction that the Phoenix Foundation has taken. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and.
0: But I but, think Jared Padalecki does an okay job as a yeah. MacGyver.
1: He, he, but again, it's he's two nineties. His haircut is two nineties. His clothes are two nineties. The music, there, there's some good lines. There's some actually really fun, funny lines. Yeah, it's not bad writing. Sh- but I, I feel that some of the deliveries and some of the, just, again, decisions were just just in the wrong direction.
0: Yeah, I think Taylor was okay. I th- that that could have been. They could have retooled that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, um, and but, it's weird that Jobo is introduced as like, oh, you're going to be part of the team now. Okay, get out of mm-hmm. here.
1: Um, I thought it would have been cooler, again, if Jobo was some kind of inside agent that MacGyver knew. And, yeah, 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 And have like a Felix Leiter kind of situation. Yeah. Where where he's like he's like, oh, what are you doing here? It's like, oh, we've been we've been investigating this diamond mine, and you know, I tried to infiltrate it. It's like, oh, well, you know, we're here too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like you could you could cause, Leave it open for some interesting things to happen. Yeah. Because um, it doesn't seem like they're, they're creating any long-term characters. The, the MacGyver pilot didn't either, other, you know, because not even Pete. It, the the yeah. only other person that they kind of introduces is handler.
0: Yeah, what, what's the actor's name? Uh, Michael... Uh, Lerner. Lerner. That was, yeah. Yeah, that was playing that part. Gand or something like
1: that? Yeah, something like that. Gand? I can't remember. Um, well... But uh yeah, I can definitely see why it failed or was never Gant. aired.
0: It was Gant. That was the guy's name.
1: Uh I definitely see why it wasn't aired. Yes. Like it, yeah. It 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 needed more work.
0: I I really wish we could get our hands on the original Lucas Till pilot. Yeah. To go for that and and what kind of would have led to the show getting picked up but not uh not uh, being to their satisfaction to the point that they right. had to reshoot the entire thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's about it for this pilot. Yeah. Um, if you guys have any thoughts on the uh, Young MacGyver pilot you'd like to share with us, you can find us on Twitter at Opening Gambit. You can find us at facebook.com slash Phoenix Foundation Podcast or our website, phoenixfoundationpodcast.com. And if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Uh, tune in uh, for our next episode, which will either be the first uh, episode of the reboot or MacGruber, depending on what order we can record things in. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, we're still working on it, but we've covered all of the Canon MacGyver stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think we're safe to start into the reboot if, if that's what's next. And, uh, so, uh, but, uh, possibly we'll, we'll be reviewing MacGruber before that. Um, we'll just see how our schedules work out. It's been, it's been tight, obviously doing an yeah. episode every day. So, um, but luckily, we were able to, to finish all the Canon MacGyver stuff before the reboot started, and we can we can start reviewing new episodes of a show, which wow. is exciting.
1: That's very so, exciting.
0: And uh, already, there's more information on IMDb for the new episodes um, compared to uh, what was available for this Young MacGyver pilot. So, yeah, um, we should have uh, some decent cast information. So, um, yeah, so stay
1: tuned for that, and uh, thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye.